Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And then there was one, just one Montana team left in the postseason for college hoops. But my, oh my, how much fun has it been already today? Welcome in. The one is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here in sunny Missoula, Montana. Holy cow. It's been like a year and a day since the sun has shown multiple days in a row here in Missoula. I read the other day that it was the longest consecutive number of days that we've had snow on the ground without fully melting ever in the recorded history of Missoula. I mean, I know that quote-unquote only goes back to like the 1870s, but 150 years is a pretty long time. <laughs> so uh, it's been a long winter. It's, I think, safe to say almost, almost spring. Here we are about a week out from the official start of spring on the calendar, but it's sunny. It's uh, beautiful in Western Montana, so hopefully everything is beautiful where you're at. We're going to take you around the state of Montana today. First, though, we're going to take you across the country. Andrew Houghton, ESPN MT and Skyline Sports. He is on the ground in Greensboro, North Carolina. He's been tweeting out great pictures and commentary about his time so far at the NCAA tournament. Uh, the Greensboro uh, sectional starts tomorrow, uh, but he got a chance to watch Kansas State and Montana State practice, and he attended their press conferences. So uh, we'll hear from Andrew how things are going uh, out there in North Carolina here in about five minutes. We'll also hear from Scott Sparks, the head coach of the Fergus County Golden Eagles, undefeated Class A 
state boys basketball champions, uh, Coach Sparks will join us at 4.30. I haven't confirmed that with you, but Coach Sparks will join us at 4.30. I'm telling Jeff but behind the glass because uh, he, Coach Sparks, is on his way to Billings to coach in an all-star high school basketball game, which is usually like the last leg of the high school basketball tour. And he just didn't know what time he was going to get into town. So he said, you know, 4.30 or 4.45, I'll let you know. So he texted me, said 4.30 is when he's coming on. So then we'll also play for you here in the first hour uh, an interview with Dustin Kraske. He's the head coach for the Haver High School girls basketball team. Uh, they are the Class A girls state champions for the third year in a row. Fourth out of five years, but even that comes with a caveat. I was actually looking at it. They've technically won four in a row because the one that's in between there, the fifth year is the year that the, the state championships all got called off because of the pandemic. Uh, so we'll hear from Dustin Kraske here uh, in just a little while as well. And uh, second hour, another jam-packed one for you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports will swing by. She's got thoughts on Tiger Woods and Ja Morant and Aaron Rodgers because, of course, she does. We get to pretty much all of Carolyn's favorite subjects uh, here to start out hour number two. And then we'll also hear from the man of the moment, the team of the moment, Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle will join us about 5.30 for our Montana State Minute. What's your show outlook? Here on Nuanas Now, you want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. Call or text us. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Also, if you want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app, and you always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Here's what's been going down in March Madness today. If you live under a rock, I'm sorry. If you haven't got to take in the action, I'm sorry. It's it's been tremendous already. <laughs> I know it's cliche to say, but man, it, it, these games are just so fun because it, on a neutral court in front of nonpartisan fans, the matchups are just awesome. So uh, my bracket took a hit right out the gates. I had I was heavy on West Virginia, even sprinkled a couple American dollars on them, and uh, they lost a heartbreaker to Maryland, sixty-seven sixty-five. Alabama took care of business and uh, even, I think, almost covered the spread. I think it was a 23.5-point spread. They win by 21, 96-75 over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The upset so far of day one, Furman, FCS, baby. Uh, The Paladins beat the Virginia uh, Cavaliers. So, Virginia, yet another shocking loss in the first round of the tournament. You have to wonder what that means. I mean, Tony Bennett's got a national championship at Virginia, so uh, can't be that detrimental. But uh, either way, that's the upset so far. 13th-seeded Furman toppling uh, fourth-seeded Virginia. I was higher on the Mountain West than most people, and uh, Utah State so far let me down. Also, Nevada let me down. They got ran out of the gym last night by Arizona State in the play-in game. Utah State didn't shoot the ball very well, and they lose 76-65 to Utah State. Right now, maybe another upset brewing. Princeton uh, lost or is, is losing, excuse me, 55-52 to Arizona, but it's at the under four uh, media timeout, the final media timeout. So uh, Princeton from the Ivy League certainly representing at a high level. I watched most of that game before I, I raced in here. So um, that would be huge, 15 versus a two, so we'll see. Uh, the other, uh, from the bottom side of the bracket, Arkansas in full control over Illinois. They're up 51-36, and top-seeded Kansas rolled past Howard 96-68. 
Uh, did I mention the San Diego State score? I don't think I did. San Diego State also outlasted Charleston. That was an upset bid for everybody. But I said, I said the 12 seeds you're going to like are Drake. Uh, and who was the other 12 seed that I really liked? I, I was high on Drake. I definitely bet on Drake. I definitely picked Drake. Um, Kent State is a 13 seed. It's another one I, I kind of liked. VCU as a 12 seed against St. Mary's I liked. I did not like the Charleston game just because I think San Diego State's really good. I think their front court is hyper-athletic, and uh, so San Diego State gets it done. So, so far, uh, as we have finals uh, for, I think, seven total games, uh, I've only lost a couple teams. I lost uh, – I, I definitely had Virginia through uh, – to the second round, but I have Virginia losing to San Diego State, so that does not kill me that much. I also had West Virginia uh, through to the second round, and I had them losing to Alabama. So anyways, hope you're, hopefully your bracket's going good. Hopefully you got uh, your uh, picks in in time for our ESPN MT uh, Bracket Challenge. Thanks to all of our great sponsors for helping present that ESPN Bracket Challenge. Let's dive into our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Maldonado Law. Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law, one of the most successful trial lawyers in all of Western Montana. He's been litigating and practicing criminal defense for more than 10 years. He has also now branched out into personal injury and DUIs as well. So if you're facing a DUI charge, you've been in a car accident, you don't want to fight the insurance companies, give Dave and his team a call or visit BigSkyDefender.com. We go down the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. The guy who's usually sitting on the other side of the glass, by the way, thanks to Jeff for sitting on the other side of the glass while Andrew is on the other side of the country. It's Andrew Houghton, our, our everyday producer here at uh, ESPN Radio, as well as uh, contributing writer at SkylineSportsMT.com. Andrew, what's up, my man? How you living? Well, we will continue to effort Andrew as he comes to you there from Greensboro, North Carolina. I can hear some static in the uh, in the headset, but I can't hear him. I don't know if he can hear me either. But we'll we'll get to Andrew. Uh, but at the NCAA tournament, there's all sorts of, of fanfare, but there's also just a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you get to check out a new part of the country. Although Andrew is from Washington D.C., so I think he's probably been at least around Greensboro. He also has some friends there, so that's the main reason we sent him. Uh, but you also get a bunch of media stuff. You get to go to shoot around, and uh, you get to go to press conferences, all that sort of stuff. So um, should have some good uh, feedback for him. Andrew, can you hear me now? Gotcha. There he is. What's up, man? How you living? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. First of all, just tell people the, the travel itinerary. How, how'd you get to where you're at right now? Well, all the way across the country, Coulter, of course, <laughs> flew out of Bozeman. Bozeman through Minneapolis yesterday and landed in Charlotte. And it's about a 90-minute drive up to Greensboro. Uh, so lucky to have some people I'm staying with up here. Uh, but that's how we did it. And then uh, Greensboro today, the Coliseum. I've never been to Greensboro before, but it's a, it's a gorgeous town. And the Coliseum has been transformed into sort of the, the NCAA zone for this weekend. I, I've been getting pictures from a variety of people. Keaton Gologli, voice of the Bobcats, sent me some pictures of the Coliseum. Looks like a great venue. Uh, Bill Lamberty, who's the uh, Montana State Sports Information Director, he, of course, was taking in baseball practice. So he was sending me pictures of their baseball stadium. But uh, the Coliseum has some history behind it. So, I mean, what's your impressions? What do you think of the arena? Well, it's it's uh, it's tough to extricate the arena from the event that's going on here this weekend, Coulter, because everything's decked out in all the March Madness branding and everything. But it's, uh, it's, it's sweet. I mean, I think Bill would appreciate this. You know, it's like when you walk into... 
a baseball stadium for the first time, and you see the green, you see the infield, it sort of opens up in front of you. Same thing here, coming through the tunnel, that's the first thing I went and did when I got my credentials here. I, I went and picked up my credentials this afternoon. First thing you do, you walk through the tunnel, and you just look at all the, the seats opening up before you in the court. So that was pretty sweet. It's interesting because Montana State has actually been there and played in that arena relatively recently. Danny Sprinkle's first season at the helm at Montana State. The Bobcats played at a uh, non-conference early season tournament at UNC Greensboro. And uh, actually, they had the first Sports Center highlight of the Danny Sprinkle era when Harold Frey hit a half-court buzzer beater to beat UNC Greensboro. Uh, that was probably the first quality win of the Danny Sprinkle era, and he's piled up a lot since then. Uh, but interesting, I, I can't, I haven't actually looked at the roster. I would say at this day and age, there's probably not anybody left on the MSU roster that made that trip out there once before. But uh, just an interesting tidbit for you. Andrew Houghton joining us here on our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. If you're in any sort of a pinch, Dave and his team will concentrate hard on your case and get you out of any any uh, hassle you might have, whether it's insurance companies, a DUI, car accident. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Um, Take us through the day then. Uh, you went to shoot around. I mean, first of all, what, what, what's your impression of Kansas State? How do they look? I, go check out Andrew's great scouting report on K-State on SkylineSportsMT.com. He broke down a couple of the uh, Wildcats games from this year and uh, has some good insight on what makes them tick, what makes them a three seed. But as just seeing the team in person, what were your impressions of K-State? Well, they look good, of course, Colter. They look like a, a Power 5 conference team. I mean, a lot of length, a um, lot of you know big bodies. What's interesting about them, Colter, they're a team that, that hasn't really been here before. I mean, this is almost an entirely new team in Jerome Tang's first year. Of course, Jerome Tang, this is his first year as a head coach at Kansas State. He was an assistant coach at Baylor before going to Manhattan. And he completely rebuilt the roster, so not a lot of players have been around uh, at Kansas State for longer than a year. And then, you know, some of them have been to the NCAA tournament with their old schools, but a bunch of them haven't. It is interesting, and K-State has had a sort of wavering basketball tradition. Sometimes it's been good, sometimes they've been up and down, uh, but it seems like Hiren, the main man from uh, the former head assistant at Baylor, has really uh, given him a shot in the arm. He also had maybe one of the best years in the transfer portal uh, of anybody. I mean, he got Keontae Johnson from Florida to transfer to K-State, and uh, Johnson was once upon a time a five-star recruit, one of the top recruits uh, in the country. I know you got eyes on him. I mean, does he look like the the uh, the pedigree that he was once uh, ranked at as a recruit? Yeah, he's one of those guys, Colt, so you can just tell it when you're you're walking in the gym, even watching them. I mean, nobody's going hard at, at shoot-around or at practice or whatever today. Uh, but he's just uh, lanky, he's he's long, he's got a great sense of comfort, it looks like, on a basketball court. Uh, the thing to watch with Keontae Johnson, I think he's he, I think he's a lot better shooter than people give him credit for. Because you look at a guy who's 6'6", 230, uh, he can jump out of the gym and you, you think he's an athlete, but he's shooting 40% from three this year. Uh, you know, of course, he's been around big games all of his career. He went to Oak Hill High School. And, of course, they're one of the top high school teams in the country. And as you mentioned, he was a great recruit. Florida, now at Kansas State, you look at him, you can feel that sort of sense of uh, comfort in the moment coming off of him, even when they're just warming up. Big, BigSkyDefender.com. That's how you reach Dave Maldonado and his firm. It's the Big Sky Spotlight. Andrew Houghton joining us live from 
Greensboro, North Carolina. The upset watch is real. Princeton takes a 56-55 lead with 50 seconds left over Arizona. That's a 15-2. Who had that one? Answer, probably nobody. Uh, so that could be a bracket buster for sure. So we'll let you know uh, when that one goes final. Uh, Andrew, how about all the Montana State side of things? I know you were at the press conference uh, with the Bobcats attended. D- just break that down for us. I mean, who was there, what they say, and uh, what was sort of the vibes of, of Montana State? Did they seem more comfortable? I know you weren't there last year, but I mean, how, what was sort of your gauge on on MSU uh, now making a second straight NCAA tournament appearance? Yeah, that was what I was really interested in seeing, Colter. That was what I really wanted to get eyes on, just how Montana State acted at the press conference, what it was like. And like you said, I wasn't here last year. I asked Parker Cotton at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle what what he thought of the press conference compared to last year. But from my viewpoint, I I think they're really confident, Colter. They looked uh, sure of themselves. They brought, you know, they do the players first and then the coaches. So it's a little bit different. And what we get in the big sky, we're often they're all sitting together, but it was uh, Darius Brown, Raekwon Battle, and Jabril Bello, of course, great group for Montana State, where the players at the press conference. And then Danny Sprinkle comes on, and I think they were, you know, I think they prepared for this game in a way that they didn't prepare maybe for last season's game, or not that they didn't prepare, but that they weren't prepared for last season's first-round game against Texas Tech, right? Danny Sprinkle has been here before. Uh, I thought Jerome Tang, Kansas State's coach, actually gave a great quote in his press conference about Montana State. He said, you know, this isn't a one-week scout and preparation for this game for Montana State. They've been going for this for the entire year, right? And that was sort of the sense that I also got from Montana State's press conference. Were you able to gauge what Kansas State thinks of MSU? I mean, sometimes you can kind of see some cavalier, uh, maybe arrogant attitudes when it is a three fourteen. But it seemed like from your tweets, maybe there was some respect. Uh, but I mean, how did you gauge just what Kansas State thinks of the Bobcats? Yeah, I thought the Kansas State guys handled things really well in their press conference. All of their players were able to to speak specifically to things that Montana State does well, which I think that's one of the. The red flags, you know, if teams are being respectful of their opponent, but they can't really speak specifically uh, or in detail about them, it kind of says something about their preparation, right? That wasn't an issue for Kansas State. I mean, all the players were able to talk about they force turnovers, and that can be an issue for us. And and they go to the foul line a lot. You're talking about Kansas State's players talking about Montana State. They go to the foul line a lot. So that's something that we're going to have to watch as well. Jerome Tang, of course, was very complimentary about Montana State's players. He played against Raekwon Battle when Raekwon was at Washington. Mm. Jerome Tang was at Baylor, so he remembered that. Um, you know, of course, he knows about Danny Sprinkles just because the, the coaching community is so intertwined. So, of course, Colter, you never really know. It could just be that they're, they're well-coached in terms of talking to the media and having respect from their opponent. But from what I got out of it, uh, it looks like they're taking it very seriously. It looks like they're taking Montana State very seriously. Well, I think the fact that MSU has been there before certainly turns some heads. The fact that they played a Big 12 opponent before, although it was a, a, a disappointing performance. Montana State lost last year to Texas Tech in the 314 matchup in San Diego, 97-62. Uh, but there was a, a few caveats to that result. Uh, obviously overmatched Texas Tech, one of the best statistical defensive teams uh, that NCAA Men's Division One basketball has seen over the last 10 years. And uh, also, you know, a team that really shot the ball really well that afternoon. But also, Montana State, their starting point guard, Xavier Bishop, was on a broken foot. He had surgery the next day after the tournament. Jabril Bello was on a bum knee. He had surgery the next day, too. So, MSU went and banged up. I think that MSU comes into this tournament 
uh, a lot more healthy. I think that their starting backcourt of Darius Brown and Raekwon Battle uh, more equipped to be a, an NCAA tournament-style backcourt. Uh, so let's go to that part of this then, Andrew. You spent some time breaking down some film. You watched a couple of Kansas State games uh, on the ESPN Plus stream. And uh, if you want to go check out Andrew's good article um, on the uh, the Kansas State Wildcats and what they do well and how they maybe match up, go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. But uh, in your mind after watching Kansas State, but also spending the last week watching Montana State and Boise, what are some of the key matchups in this game? Yeah, well, not to spoil anything, Coulter, but I'll have something uh, coming out about this on Skyline Sports as well. But I think the point guard matchup is so huge in this one. Marquise Knoll, the point guard for Kansas State, is so huge and so central to everything that they do on the court. The ball is always in his hands. Not only that, but we talked about this in the press conference as well. He's one of the few guys who has been there for longer than a year, uh, who was there under the last regime and then stayed under Jerome Tang, I think this game means a lot to him. He was one of the guys who helped build the new Kansas State roster by helping the coaching staff recruit all of the new transfers that they brought in. Um, I think this game means a lot to him, and he he's a great player. He's, he's one of the toughest covers, I think, in the country because he's just such a unique player. He's only 5'8", but obviously super quick first step. He's, he's really jacked and strong for a 5'8 player, and he can shoot it from anywhere on the court. I mean, he's a guy who'll step three or four steps behind the three-point line to shoot it. And so that combined with his quick first step really makes it difficult to stay in front of him because you have to guard a lot of the court. That'll be Darius Brown's assignment primarily. Darius Brown's a guy who I, I know you think the same thing, Coulter. I think has been really underappreciated and really under the radar a little bit for Montana State this year because they have Jabril Bello, who's the reigning conference MVP. They have Raekwon Battle, who sort of does these these indescribable things and has this... Uh, ethereal sort of star quality about him on the court. But I think Darius Brown was just as important as those two guys to Montana State's success this year. And so, you know, Danny Sprinkle said it, it's not all going to be on Darius Brown to stop Marquise Knoll, but I think it starts with him. And that's one of the matchups I'll be watching. And then, of course, the other thing I think is, is can Montana State go inside? Can Montana State get those passes into Jabril Bello and Great Osibor on the block? And then what does Kansas State do? Do they send a double? They, do they try to hold up one-on-one in the post? Uh, are Bello and Osibor going to have time to, you know, take a couple back-down dribbles, get into their preferred position on the block? I, I think that'll be an interesting matchup as well. Me, you, everybody else just lost so much money. <laughs> it's final. Princeton, 59. Arizona, 55. The 15th seeded Tigers. They didn't even win the... The Ivy League regular season, they won the Ivy League tournament, though, to get into the big dance, and uh, they knock off the second-seeded Arizona Wildcats. Don't say you heard it here first. I actually heard it from our good friend, Alex Eshelman, from SWX Montana Television, and now by way of uh, the Big Sky Conference. She and I were broadcasting all week last week in Boise together, and uh, she told she's an Arizona alum. She said, no matter what you do in your bracket, don't bet Arizona. The paper tiger, they're soft. And uh, look at the uh, look at Princeton coming up big. Uh, I'm holding all of my betting tickets. I had four big parlays that had all the heavy favorites. I mean, money line for Arizona was minus twelve fifty. Wildcats were twelve and a half point favorites when this thing closed. And uh, here we are. The madness is upon us. Everybody's brackets. 
certainly busted. Andrew Houghton joining us here uh, on our Big Sky Spotlight presented uh, by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Maldonado Law can help you if you're in a pinch. Uh, what else? I mean, what what, uh, what do you think are, are the keys then for Montana State to have success in this game? I mean, I guess, first of all, what constitutes success in this game? And and what are the keys if MSU wants to do that uh, against Kansas State tomorrow night uh, from where you're sitting, Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah, Colter, I'm feeling a lot better about the Bobcats. Uh, just having been here and having been in it and having interacted with, with both teams and having watched both teams than I was maybe a day ago when I was flying over here, I think that I think that they have a real chance to to be in this game, to make this a close game. I think that there are some matchups that play really well for them. And I think that their heads are in the right place. So in that sense, you know, success is success is winning this game for Montana State. And I know I know Danny Sprinkle would say that as well, of course. Uh, but even from a more neutral, uh, objective perspective, I think that they have a real chance to win this game. Now, to do that, of course, the first thing is you can't—you just can't be overwhelmed by the athleticism, right? It's going to be on another level from anybody who they've played this entire season, and that's what got them last year against Texas Tech. If, if you can't be on the court with the team, then all the other little things, all the other matchups, the shooting, the turnovers, whatever, none of that matters. So we'll see if Montana State can manage to do that. And then, you know, from there, I think it comes down to forcing turnovers to keep the possessions even. The turnovers, offensive rebounds, of course, this is this is simple stuff, but it, it's really important stuff. And I think Montana State potentially could have some advantages in those areas. Uh, and then just doing what they've done all season long. I was revolving around Jabril Bello and Great Osibor in the post getting the ball into them and then having guys create around that. You know, Tyler Patterson probably has to hit a couple threes for Montana State. Raekwon Battle, of course, has to have a great game. But I think they can do it, Coulter. It will be fun to watch it all play out. It will be one of the last games of the first round by the time tip rolls around from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. 9.40 local time there, uh, 7.40 here uh, in Montana. I, I know uh, my head's been kind of spinning, so I haven't got to check out the full docket. Who else is even at that regional besides Kansas State and Montana State? And, and uh, what games are on your docket tomorrow? Yeah, Coulter, I, this is a, a story I'll probably tell forever. I come in here, I grab my credential this afternoon. I'm wandering around to check it out. I go in to, to check out the press conference room. Who's sitting in there holding court? John Calipari. So Kentucky's here, they're playing Providence. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty surreal. He was talking. Uh, he's a great quote, obviously, but he was just going on these long-winded answers about the last time he was in Greensboro. It worked out pretty well for him. Why, Coulter? He was down here to scout Bam out of bio to recruit Bam out of bio. Was the last time he was in the Greensboro area. So that was pretty wild. Kentucky, a six seed, playing Providence tomorrow. We've also got one of the first four teams here. Uh, Pittsburgh, which won a game in the first four to make it into the bracket, playing Iowa State tomorrow. I think that's another six versus 11. Uh, and then we've also got, I believe, Xavier versus Kennesaw State here. So I'm not sure what order those games are going to be in tomorrow. It's been a long day. It's been a long couple days. Uh, but I'll, I'm trying to beat all four of those tomorrow. Well, very good. We will have, uh, I guess, then live correspondence and live results from Greensboro, North Carolina tomorrow, whatever's in the books by the time this show rolls around again. Uh, But have fun out there, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, man.
Well, it's now ESPN Radio. Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN MT, as well as a contributing writer, SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, go check out uh, his scouting report on the Kansas State Wildcats. Also go check out my latest feature on Raekwon Battle of the Montana State men's basketball team. He is the lone male Native American in the uh, NCAA tournament field. And uh, he is a proud representative of where he's from the Tulalip uh, Nation there in Western Washington. But he's also sort of embraced the role as a hero for uh, all sorts of Native peoples across the state of Montana. As we know, we have a lot of proud Native Americans here in Montana as well. And uh, Raekwon Battle is sort of carrying the flag for all of them. So go check out that story, uh, one I'm proud of and uh, proud of that kid because I think he's he's doing it for all the right reasons. We take a step outside of the madness, but we'll keep giving you real-time updates. And we talk a little bit more about some state champions, including... The undefeated Lewistown Golden Eagles, Fergus County head coach Scott Sparks joins us next here on Nuanas Now. Don't change the dial. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The news of the day, well, first of all, it was Furman beating Virginia 68-67. That's a 13 over a 4. But then the upset of the tournament, and this one is going to be pretty hard to top. Princeton out of the Ivy League topples Arizona 59-55. So uh, Princeton moves on, and... Uh, Yours truly is without one of his Elite Eight teams already. <laughs> Hope your bracket is doing okay. Uh, that's what makes it so fun, though. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on with our bracket challenge, but that is the news of the day. Princeton over Arizona. The other uh, games that are ongoing, Arkansas clinging to a 62-55 lead over Illinois, and I think that's the last game that we need from the, the first session before it goes final, and then there'll be uh, a little bit of a break. Um before they start the uh, the afternoon slash evening sessions. Let's talk some state champions, high school hoop style. We've heard from various state champions throughout the week, and now we're about to hear from a couple more, starting with the head coach of the Fergus County Golden Eagles, Scott Sparks. Uh, they're leading his hometown, and uh, the Eagles 24-0 after their victory over Dillon uh, in the state title game. 
We go to that Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in, Coach Sparks, as he has just now arrived in Billings to coach a high school all-star game. Coach, thanks for making some time in your busy schedule, man. How you doing? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you can't do anything better than perfect, and uh, that's what you guys just did at Lewistown there, going 24-0 and capping it with uh, a great and gritty 54-47 win over Dillon. First state championship for Fergus County Golden High, the Fergus County Golden Eagles, uh, since 1979 in boys basketball. So uh, just take us through. I mean, first of all, it must feel pretty nice to to have the moniker of state champions. Oh, it does. You know, especially after how uh, how last season ended when we were in the game and had a lead with a minute and a half to go. And, and then, uh, you know, Dougie hits a shot. And, so you know, we had to sit and stew about that for a year. And, uh, you, you know, to see the kids come through, they, they heard a lot of noise between that shot and, and, and the state tournament. So, um, you know, just to see them come through with flying colors and experience, uh, um, you know, one of those rarities, a perfect season and only the the second state championship in our school's history. Um, it is pretty special. It's an unbelievable story. And, uh, you know, we, every Tuesday we do our, our top 10 storylines around prep sports in Montana. And it was just this, this constant uh, talking point every week, all year long. Lewistown, chasing perfection. Also, maybe a collision course with Butte Central. You didn't quite get the rematch, but it seemed like losing in the fashion you did here in Missoula last year on that walk-off by Dougie Peoples, one of the great high school highlights I've ever seen, and I'm sure it was heartbreaking to be on the other end of it. But how much do you think that did motivate your guys? I mean, how much did that spark you then uh, to what you've seen over this last season? You know, I think there was a little motivation, um, you know, just to, to get back to the game because when you get that close and you get that taste in your mouth, um, you know, it, it definitely hurts uh, when you don't come through. But we knew we were going to have a really good team coming back. Um, you know, Royce Robinson leading our, our senior class and then Fisher leading our really talented group of juniors as well. You know, I, I, I remember sitting in the locker room afterwards and I told one of the reporters, I said, I wouldn't be shocked if it's us in Butte Central again next year. And, um, you know, I knew our guys were going to put in the time and, you know, they're just real driven. I think, you know, having a, a really successful football season uh, on top of that uh, has just built our confidence up. And, you know, I think these guys, I've never seen a group that just came to practice every day and worked so hard and was so focused on what they wanted to accomplish. And, you know, we took a lot of good shots from people along the way. Uh, you know, in Lockwood, we were we were down 14 with three and a half to go in the third quarter and, and came back and won that. And, you know, so even through some of the ups and downs, the, the guys just always found a way to win. And uh, I attributed that a lot to our leadership. You know, Royce, uh, Engage, Matthew, those guys were, were three great leaders for us. And, um, you know, we, got, we were able to, to get each one of those checkpoints along the way. And, and fortunately for us, it, uh, it ended with the state title. Scott Sparks, the head coach of Fergus County Boys Basketball. It's Lewistown, for those keeping track at home. They just went 24-0 to win the Class A state championship. And you mentioned some of those names that we that have been familiar figures as we talk about high school hoops each week. Uh, but just take us through sort of the, the, the coalescing of your roster. I mean, what made this group special? Because, I mean, to go undefeated at any level of basketball is, you know, you need more than just talent. you got to also have chemistry and continuity, too. So, uh, I mean, what made your guys your, your guys stick together? What, what made this team stick? You know, I think first and foremost is just they all like each other. 
you know, I've, I've had some, some good teams where the guys just couldn't get along and you saw a divided locker room. And, and with this crew, uh, every, every guy in the program likes each other and they're close. They do a lot of things together and, uh, they support each other. And, you know, we had two really great players that could take over a game at any moment, Royce Robinson and Fisher Brown. But we also had, uh, other guys who played their roles to absolute perfection. You know, Gage Norsling for us was a lockdown defender, hustle player, rebounder. Matt Golick did a lot of the same types of things. You know, Brody Jennis was just a rock-solid pass-first point guard. Max Ray is a kid that can actually score the ball quite a bit, um, but he he was one of our leaders in assists and steals. And then guys off the bench like Trajan Sparks and Kieran Netburn and Avery Krause, just guys that came in and, and played their roles to perfection. And, and honestly, all they wanted to do was win. And I think when you got a group of guys that's that close that buys into their roles and is just focused on the end outcome of, of being a state championship team, I, I think you get the best out of kids. And, and for us, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better group of kids. And also, also, they're great kids. You know, they don't get in trouble. They're they're great students. They're very respectful. They're well-liked in the community. And I think when you have a group of kids that comes together like that, you know, great things are going to happen. Quite a run of excellence for this group of boy athletes at Lewistown because uh, the Golden Eagles went undefeated in football as well. I was checking through the annals, and the last time a uh, – so the same high school went undefeated in football and basketball in the same season it was 2007 uh, when Dylan did it. And I think that was the first time it had ever happened. So this was a, a completely rare occasion. I know there was some crossover with some of the guys that played on both teams. But uh, what's going on in Lewistown? I mean, how come you guys are cultivating such successful boys athletes right now? You know, I think we deserve it. There was such a long run of being really, really sure. bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what? So I, I honestly, you know, uh, it, it's just a real. Uh, a real nice mix of kids that are multi-sport athletes. And I think first and foremost, that's that's something I think that's going by the wayside. You're seeing more and more kids just specialize. I mean, you know, nine of our top 12 played football. Um, you know, and those that didn't were golfing and, and doing some other things there. And then, you know, we've got kids that play baseball, a ton that run track. You know, I mean, we just, these, these kids are active year-round. They compete year-round. Um, and then they're really committed to the weight room. You know, when we made a... a hire of coach Derek Lear for football uh him and his staff really were able to get these kids locked in on the weight room and and, and the importance of it and um you know it's, it's just like Monday we're two days removed from a championship and after school they're all back in the weight room getting ready you know and and then it's just a nice mix of kids like again in our top 12 I mean we've got kids that are going to play college sports and, and four different sports and um, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just a, it's a really nice mix of kids. Last year we had a great crew. Uh, you know, next year we're going to be strong again. And so, you know, just one of those rare occasions where a school of 300 kids just has a nice three-year run of boys. Well, very cool. Scott Sparks, the head coach of Fergus County, the Golden Eagles, Lewistown. They are the Class A champions uh, after a 24-0 season. Uh, how about your opponent? Because it, it seems like all roads have always led through Dylan, especially in the last 20, 25 years. They've had so much success in all the sports, but particularly boys' sports like football and, and basketball. So uh, what would you think of the challenge of, of the Beavers? And uh, also pretty cool for them to send Terry Thomas off in a high note. He's going to retire after a Hall of Fame career. And uh, you knew he had one run back left back in him. So uh, what would you just think of playing Beaverhead County in the in the championship? Well, you know, honestly, I, I almost called it. You know, we got done at the divisional tournament in Billings, and 
Uh, I was talking with, with Wade Murphy and then a couple of days later with Waylon Burgess from Havern. Um, you know, I said the team I don't want to open up with is Dylan. You know, those kids are playing inspired basketball because they love Coach Thomas so much. It's his, you know, it's his swan song. And I'm like, man, I, I really hope we don't open up with them. Well, then, you know, I saw Hamilton lost to him, and so we were going to open with Hamilton. And, you know, Hamilton's still a very good team, but there's just something – it's this feeling about Dylan. Then to watch how close they played Butte Central at the divisional, um, you know, and then once they got to the state tournament, I mean, they they just played inspired basketball, and and they should. I mean, Coach Thomas means so much to high school sports in Montana. You know, when I first started, I was doing football, basketball, baseball, and he's a guy I kind of looked up to because I was seeing the success he could have in multiple sports, and you know, that that's a guy I wanted to be like, and so it was it was pretty cool, um, you know, to face those guys in the championship game, and we actually left. Frenchtown after that opening tournament, I, I was telling everybody, I mean, I go, I go, Dylan's good. They're really good. You know, they played us to, to a nine-point game that first time. And, um, you know, so when they knocked off Butte Central in the semifinals, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, they just, they were on a mission. And, and it seemed like, you know, every time I thought we were going to pull away in that championship game, they, they'd go on a little run, knock down some threes. And, um, you know, they gave us everything they could handle. And, and defensively, they're a challenge. You know, I mean, we kind of knew if we played Butte Central, it's, it's, they're going to play man-to-man. That's all they do. Uh, you know, against Dylan, you're going to have to face a 3-2, a 1-3-1, maybe some man. And, um, you know, and they just play so hard and use their length well. And, and um, you know, I wasn't shocked to play them. But, but, you know, for me personally, it was pretty cool to be a part of Coach Thomas's last last high school basketball game. A, a legend among us, for sure. Definitely one of the uh, most uh, revered guys in high school sports of the modern generation, no question. Scott Sparks, head coach of the Lewistown Boys basketball team, joining us here uh, on Nuanas. Now, last couple of things for you, Scott. I know that you, you just rolled into the Magic City, so what's going on in Billings? Just give people an update on uh, what's next here for you. Got a little, uh, little more hoops on the horizon, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, I'm not good at sitting at home. I, I got to be doing <laughs> something. Uh, you know, this this opportunity to coach three of my guys one more time, along with, uh, you know, we've got three kids out of Mile City, two from Haver, one from Glendive. Just kids, you know, you've competed so hard against the last four years. Um, you know, it's such a great thing that Kent Matson and his crew have gotten the senior classic up and going again. You know, I know, you know, back in, in, in when I was in high school, this was something you, you hoped you got to be a part of. And, you know, so for me, it, it, it's pretty exciting to be a part of it as a coach and just give these kids another opportunity to play a weekend of basketball. And, and then we get to see, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's college coaches here for these guys that still haven't signed or, or maybe, you know, even like on our team, we got a couple football guys that just love to play the game. And it's kind of one more weekend of a somewhat organized basketball for them. And so, yeah, I know it's exciting uh, to get down here and converse with some other coaches and rehash the season. And, and then just, you know, one more time to coach my guys. Well, last thing for you then, um, I'm sure this, the answer to this question will evolve as time passes, but, um, in the here and now, have you considered just what you'll remember most about this squad? And if so, I mean, what is it? What what will you remember most about uh, this 2023 state championship team? You know, just uh, you know, just the relationships. I mean, honestly, these kids. Um, you know, after that state title game, I, I told them in the locker room. You know, I just had that that vision of of being able to give every one of them a big hug afterwards because you know, for this crew, I have a son that's a junior. I mean, I've I've coached most of these kids since they were in third grade. And if it wasn't in basketball, it might've been in, in flag football or, you know, the little guy tackle football or, um, you know, little league baseball. And so, you know, not only having a son on the team was that special, but just having, 
um, these kids that, that, you know, I, they're, they're like my own, you know, I've been around them so much, uh, for the better part of their lives. I mean, just, just those relationships and being able to see the excitement in their eyes after that championship game and, and how much they enjoyed the moment and how much our community supported them. But then, you know, just being able to give them a hug, tell them you love them and, and just, uh, tell them how proud you are of, of what they accomplished. And, um, you know, I mean, like I said, just, you know, you have those years where you just have maybe some kids that are, are tough to get through, but uh, every one of these kids was absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to take from is just those relationships and that, that excitement and, and look in their eyes after they won a state title. Scott Sparks, Fergus County Golden Eagles, 24-0, the state champions of the Class A level in boys basketball here in the state of Montana. Coach, appreciate it. Have fun this weekend. Thanks so much for taking some time for us. You know, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for all you guys do. There you go. 24-0 is impressive, man, especially when you got a target on your back like that. And uh, Lewistown's good, man. They, they would have competed with anybody in this state this last year, and that's evidence uh, in their record. Our tournament takeover continues. I, for the first time in several years, am sitting in Missoula, which is actually uh, pretty darn nice, I can I must say. And uh, our Andrew Houghton is out there in Greensboro, North Carolina, so we'll continue giving you updates. Our tournament takeover brought to you in part by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so what a great place to go watch the Thursday-Friday action of the first round of the NCAA tournament. The games start at 10, so get yourself a little brunch uh, and maybe stay for lunch, maybe even stay for dinner. Or you can hit the lunch-dinner combo, maybe get a little early happy hour in. Paradise Falls has breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus food and drink specials pretty much all day uh, throughout the NCAA tournament. They also have a sports bet Montana kiosk. Go check out Paradise Falls on the south side of town, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. More state championship talk. Dustin Kraske, the Haver High School girls basketball team. They've won three in a row. How have they done it? He'll tell us right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Told you the Big Ten was overrated, paid the Big Ten. It's working out so far, but also what do I know, because I definitely didn't have Princeton beating Arizona. 59-55, 15-seeded Tigers topple the second-seeded Wildcats. One of two big upsets so far today. Also 13-seeded Furman knocking off 4th-seeded Virginia, 68-67. Rest of the updates from today. Alabama, the top seed out of the south. Uh, no trouble with Texas A&M. Corpus Christi, 96-75. Maryland guts one out against West Virginia, 67-65. San Diego State had their hands full of Charleston, but they emerged 63-57. Uh, then Furman, 68-67 over Virginia. Missouri uh, dispatches of Utah State, 76 65, Princeton, 59-55 over Arizona, and uh, Kansas, no trouble with Howard, 96-68, Arkansas, 73, Illinois, 63. Auburn and Iowa, an 8-9 game has just begun, uh, so we'll keep you up to date with what's going on there, and uh, 
have a whole bunch more games tipping uh, before the evening is through. Our state championship coverage continues as we are in the midst of all sorts of madness. The NCAA tournament starts today, but we are catching up with state champions every single day this week. And in Class A, the song remains the same. The Haver girls are the state champions for the third year in a row. They've now won four out of the last five Class A state championships. It seems like it's becoming an annual appearance. Dustin Kraske, the head coach of Haver, uh, joins us now. Coach, thanks for being here. How you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you taking the time to cover our team. Thank you. Well, first of all, let's just start uh, at the beginning. You guys win the state championship for the third year in a row, but I know it's never easy and every team has their own identity. So obviously a great celebration for you, your your team, your high school, your community. But what's this one like? I mean, how, how is this one different than maybe the last couple? Well, the, our team this year was a little, they're a little younger than what we have had in years past, and that made it exciting for those young kids to go compete at a high level, and they, they just did a wonderful job. And we had a wonderful mix of uh, upperclassmen with some seniors that were really strong and kind of guided the way. And I don't know, they're all, yeah, they're all special and meaningful, and we're very fortunate. It's a privilege to coach here. Uh, one thing I think is so cool is is sort of how you can establish this great tradition that then seems to feed upon itself in some of these small towns in Montana. I mean, you look at Haver, you look at Malta, such great girls basketball programs. I mean, have you guys been able to establish that element of it, and uh, how, how do you keep that thing strong, that, that element of your tradition strong? Well, I think we have some really good... Um, young kid coaches, uh, junior high, travel ball, that kind of, you know, those youngsters, they come out to our high school and they watch our kids on Fridays and Saturdays. And, you know, I'd like to think that the conversation is about when I get older, I want to be a part of that. And then their travel coaches or their junior high coaches take them on, uh, take them on and teach them how to play and teach them the love of the game and start to build the foundation for us to move them maybe to a different level of play once they get to the high school level. But I think we've just been fortunate with a lot of parent support, a lot of young coach support, and getting the kids out here to watch our older kids play and, and uh, have that experience as they get older. Dustin Kraske joining us. He's the head coach of the Haver High School girls basketball team. They recently won the Class A state championship for the uh, third year in a row, defeated Harden in the state championship game. So take us through the title game, Coach. Harden, uh, a scary opponent, I'm sure, because they can play so fast and they speed you up and uh, they just have such great athletes. So uh, what do you think of your team's ability to handle all that and uh, and come out on top? Well, I thought our team did a great job. Um, you know, Harden came out of the gate swinging. You know, Coach Farmer, she's as good as they get uh, She's a very, very, very good basketball coach, and her kids always play incredibly hard. They're, I don't know, it's just a, it's fun to, to play against them because I think it's we've always had some wonderful matchups. And Harden came out um, firing, and they shoot. I think they maybe made six, seven shots in a row. And I didn't think our defense was that poor. I mean, I thought we were in their face and did a good job, but that just speaks to the quality of their program and and our kids. To their credit, kind of we didn't didn't get too excited, didn't get too far down. We just kind of played at an even keel and made some plays to get to, to get to tied at the end of the first quarter and then and then our kids excelled from there and continued to pull away and of course Harden continued to fight us as the game went on which we would expect them to do and and then we kind of got kind of got it in our in our grasp there the middle of the fourth quarter but it was a wonderful game our kids really stepped up made big plays and they came from different kids which was really fun um you know Carlson played really well Jarvis played well Gary played well Miller played well when the list goes on and on the kids coming off the bench played well it was a total team effort 
What'd you think of just the venue and, and the turnout? Uh, Haver defeated Harden 74-57 in the uh, Class A State Championship at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse in Bozeman. Looked like there was good crowds. I mean, I mean, it's also sometimes strange getting into a college arena and playing on a different size floor and all that. So how'd you think your kids handled just the, the atmosphere of the moment, all that? Oh, I thought they handled it great, and it was fun. There was a, there were a bunch of people there from Harden. There were a bunch of people there from Dylan, of course, because their boys played late. The Haver fans and the Fergus fans were sitting together on the on opposite the benches, and that was pretty well pretty well filled up. And I don't know, it was just a fun experience. And I thought our kids handled it very well. You know, we're fortunate that we play divisionals at the Metro, where the hoops are kind of out in the middle of nowhere, very similar to to what the hoops were like in in Bozeman. And I mean, it's a great place to watch basketball. It's a great place to play basketball. And those folks at the at Montana State were very gracious to work with us on practice times to get in their other facilities, and it was just a wonderful experience for our kids. Dustin Kraske here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach of the Haver Girls Basketball Program, and uh, Coach, it's funny to think, too, if you take out that COVID year, I think you guys got quite a run going here in terms of seasons that were actually completed. So what's gone into that? I mean, how have you guys been able to be so consistent and now even spanning over multiple groups of kids? Well, our kids have bought into to uh, putting a lot of time in in the summer. I think all good programs do that. And, and then let's be honest, you know, at the state tournament, you got you to gotta have some luck. You got to have some matchups that kind of go your way and you got to obviously play well and we've been fortunate to have different teams with little different identities play a little different way and still have able to reach a high level of success so we've we're blessed our kids are um yeah they're they're, they come to the gym ready to go to work and they let us coach them and their parents let us coach them and that i think helps us be successful you mentioned that you are kind of young, but you did have a senior have a great game in the state championship game as well. That's Yelena Miller, uh, your senior post, and she had 20 points against Harden. So good way to go out on top if you're a senior. So what would you think of her performance? Yeah. Oh, I thought she played incredibly well. She had a really good state tournament. Not that it's all about scoring. You know, last year at the state tournament, she didn't score at all in the championship game. Um, so this year it was fun to... I don't want to say she was unguardable at times, but I felt like she was just so focused on being ready to go and ready to score. And her teammates did a wonderful job of just pounding it in there. And um, yeah, she really, she ended her career on an incredibly high note. I don't know. We're, we're, we're fortunate to have her, you know, she was on our team for four years, obviously in three years, she was a major contributor and, and uh, she played incredibly well. It was, it was fun to watch her go out the way that she did. You know, along with the other seniors, I thought Avery had a wonderful state championship game as well. That second quarter, she kind of carried us. And then our other three seniors are solid role players for us, and it was it was fun. But watching Elena play, she did a wonderful job. Well, so cool and uh, awesome for you and your girls. Uh, last thing for you, then, what's next? I mean, I know you're going to enjoy this for a little while, but uh, this day and age, it's like always got something coming up on the calendar for, for high school hoops. So uh, what's next for you, your crew, your program, and, uh, and have a high school? Well, you know, our plan will be to take, we usually take about a month off and then we'll start our open gyms back up again and, and um, work into that and then get a summer planned and put a program together and go back to work. Um, that's, that's what we've been doing the last, whatever, decade. And so we'll just continue to do our same routine and try to get better every day. There you go. If, don't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Haver High School, three times in a row now, the champions of Class A girls basketball, Dustin Kraske, the head coach of the Blue Ponies here uh, on Nuanas Out. Coach, congratulations again, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you thinking about us. Thank you. Three in a row, hard to do at any level of high school sports. Haver, a well-oiled machine, to be sure. Nuanas Now. 
Our tournament takeover continues. It's presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. We're partially recapping state tournaments from last weekend, partially covering the NCAA tournament as it plays out in real time. Dazzler's Car Wash, kind enough to uh, to help provide hundreds of dollars of prizes for our bracket challenge and also uh, a primary sponsor of our tournament takeover. Visit Dazzler's Car Wash, 2610 Radio Way in Missoula. Keep your car sparkling clean all year round with the best car washes in Missoula. Go check them out. They do a great job over there. Dazzler's Car Wash, right next to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company on Radio Way. How about some laughs? The usual subjects, Tiger Woods, Aaron Rodgers, everybody's getting it this week. Carol, she doesn't know sports, makes her return after a couple weeks off. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 